I never told no one that My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up So I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like Who do you think you are? All right, everybody, another day, another dollar Another one of my favorite episodes Yes, I'm a little biased It's my own podcast What if it did work today With us, Eric Oberint Yes I, I said it right you got it. You yes. And on the first try, look at that. You landed the plane. Eric is the CEO of DNM Roofing and Siding in Omaha, Nebraska, one of my favorite towns, home of 311, home of the Oracle and Charlie Munger. He is a co founder of the nonprofit Roofers in Recovery, sending people in addiction to treatment centers to get the help they need. He is the author of two books about residential and commercial roofing. He's a coach at the Commercial Roofing Academy and co-founder of the National Vendor Network, Advanced Roofing Technologies. Lastly, the podcast host of Be Authentic, or Get the Fuck Out, GTFO and keynote speaker. Eric has spoken at Door-to-Door Con. You can tell I'm a sales guy. SRC Summit is a main stage keynote at RoofCon. Eric is passionate about finding ways to help others make sure they have the opportunity to become the person they were supposed to be. Welcome. Thanks, man. That was quite the intro. Dude, it's your life, man. Congratulations. You might have had a past, but it's nothing compared to your present and your future. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've uh, I've definitely been blessed and, and went through some shit to get there. We all have, man. But but the the most important thing is... You never lived in your past. You're not a product of your his story or her story because so many people live there. You use it to motivate and inspire people, man. Yeah, I, I definitely do now, right? But that definitely that definitely wasn't the case, you know, forever. Um, you know, when you're when you're trying to come out of when you're trying to come out of that life. Um, I mean, to give people a little bit of a little bit of insight um, into who I am and what that past is. I mean, I had a I had a pretty raging drug and alcohol. Uh, addiction for a very long time, and at at one point in my life was looking at one to five years in prison. Um, I got very, very, very fortunate that I didn't have a lot of additional charges added on to that. Um, you know, I was when I got pulled over the last time for my fourth offense felony DUI uh, about 13, 14 years ago. Um, I actually had a lot of drugs on me as well, and uh, I was actually able to not be caught with those. Uh, there's a, there's a long story that goes into that, but I've been selling, I've been selling drugs all day and I, I sold drugs on the, what I like to call the honor system. And so I would put, I'd put teeners in my truck, in my console. And, uh, for those of you that don't know what a teener is, it's hundred dollars worth of Coke. Um, and so I would leave 10 teeners in my middle console and then people would text me, ask where I was at and I'd be at a party and I'd say, hey, here's where I am. And they'd come and leave a hundred dollars and take a teener honor system. Right. I was the most honorable drug dealer you ever met. And, um, so I, I left that, I left that party and I was, I was aiming home and, uh, ended up getting pulled over and, um, I got thrown into the front of the cop car and he patted me down and didn't find anything. And once I got in the front of the cop car, I remembered that I had two eight balls in my front cargo pocket back in the days when cargo pants or cargo shorts were cool. And, uh, I had, I had, I had, I had two, I had two eight balls sitting in my cargo pocket that were for my own personal use and he didn't find those. 
And then he came back and he goes, Hey, you, uh, you want this thousand dollars? And I'm like, thousand dollars. And he's like, yeah, there was a thousand dollars in your middle console. I was like, Holy shit. I sold all my drugs. <laughs> so like he literally, he found, like I accidentally, I didn't even know I did it. I accidentally sold all that stuff that was in my truck. And if they, if there would have been one little bag left in there, I'd have been thrown with charges of distribution. And then I still had to figure out how to get rid of the shit in my pocket. And I ended up getting the uh, pull off the old, uh, I got to take a piss trick at the precinct. And while I was taking a leak, he had his back turned and I was able to grab it out and flush it before they booked me. Uh, and so, cause that would have been another charge of introducing contraband, right? Into, into jail. So I was very, very blessed because that would have added years and years and years uh, to my sentence. And so I ended up, ended up just being charged with that fourth offense felony DUI was still looking at one to five, but ended up going to a treatment facility um, that we actually partner with now with our nonprofit. And uh, that place absolutely saved my life and changed, you know, who I am today. Eric, to me, nothing happened. There's no such thing as randomness. There's no coincidence. Things happen for a reason. There, it wouldn't have served you. It wouldn't have served your greater purpose of serving others if you would have had an extended sentence. And, you know, God in the universe knew, you know what? This guy just needs to finally hit this rock bottom. You you had your back up against the wall. And maybe I, I know people are, oh, well, how can you say divine intervention? Yeah, man, because you cleaned up your life after that. You, you've been in service ever since that. And it to me, it taught you empathy that, you know, people just fall into these negative. To me, it's always been negative vices that, you know, usually, oh, shit, I have it under control because we love to lie to ourselves. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And that, right. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. I mean, it's, you know, to your to your. What I believe for me is that I had a purpose that was greater than the life that I was living, right? And and whoever you want to call it, right, gave me an opportunity to use that second chance. Or for me, it was like fucking ninth chance. But right, yeah, but I was given an opportunity to step up at some point in my life and say, it's going to be different. Um, and, and I'm not here to, one of the things that I speak about a lot is that you're not here to cause other people pain, right? You're not here to, you're not here to be a piece of shit, right? You're not here to do things the wrong way. We're here to, yeah, we all got to work. We all got to generate revenue. We all got to make money. We all got to do all that stuff, but we're here to support our families and to help other people. And when you get to live to your point, when you get to live in service and you get to help other people, and especially for me, I get to help other people get through the same shit that I went through and I can speak to them from experience and not just because I read some book in school, I can actually talk to them about what I did and what I went through. Um, there's a level of credibility that comes with that, but there's also a level of responsibility. If you're going to be given that opportunity to live a good life, um, you you have an honor and a duty to help those that come after you. Well, people are so judgmental. People love to, 
you know, speak from their soapbox. People don't become addicted with the purpose of, oh, I want to induce stress. I want to embarrass my family. I want to, that's the furthest thing. A lot of times people want to numb pain, man. They're, They're running away from something deep down inside their soul numbing pain man nobody nobody's like well i'm I'm drinking up a storm i'm popping pills i'm snorting something just to do it usually it's something that's from their limiting beliefs or something from their childhood that just has them and that it's the only it's their only coping thing to take away the yeah pain, away from the, dr- the, the drugs and the alcohol for a true alcoholic or a true addict right um is is it's a symptom Right. It's a symptom of the whatever the real underlying issue is. Right. And a lot of I remember when I first got sober, when I first got clean, the hardest thing was realizing that I now had to deal with all of these feelings (laughs) because feelings suck, man. Right. Like whether it's anger or it's fear or it's sadness or it's even being happy. Right. Like, I mean, feelings fucking suck because when you really have to deal with them and you can't hide them anymore and you have to actually take an inward look at yourself and decide what am I going to do with all of these feelings, right? Like we have to live with them. Um, the, but the best, I'm sure you've heard this a million times too, but there's a, there's a, there's a reel or a clip that's all over the internet now. And it's got a room of people in there like Tom Hanks and you know, like whatever, there's like five or six people in there. And there was a quote and he said, you know, the one thing that people don't realize is that this too shall pass. The the bad shit you're going through, this too shall pass. But above and beyond that, the good shit you're going through, this too shall pass, right? Like it's all going to pass. The good, the good times you're going through, that'll go through too. If you don't stay consistent and you don't stay engaged in what you're doing to keep that and to keep it. And for me in addiction, I have to give it away to be able to keep it, right? So I have to be able to give away that help so that I get to keep the gift that was so freely given to me by by a man, you know, 13 years ago. Well, the highs, the peaks and the valleys, yes, they're they're only temporary. But a lot of times people stay in the valley by choice. They don't understand. Get the fuck up, man. Nobody's telling you to stay there. And then right. these, these huge... Peaks, the reason why they're in the valley a lot of times, one, it's always self-inflicted, but two, they keep on wanting to relive the past. Nobody has a time machine. And more than likely, you hyped up this amazing event that was only yes. temporary. Yes. You, yeah. You, uh, uh, romanticize. Oh, right? we, we, yeah. We romanticize those times that we had. Right. I mean, I. I still do it today, right? I mean, I still look back and be like, God damn, that was fun when I did that. But then when I sit down and think about it, it's like, but, but was it? You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 yeah, but, but we think that we can recreate that. You know, like when we're still in that addictive mind, um, we think that we can recreate that, that scenario. And you can't, right? You're, you're literally chasing. You're chasing that, that first high. You're chasing that first drunk and that first experience. But you can never have that first again, right? It always it always escalates and and gets bigger. So no, I'm 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 super blessed, man. I'm super blessed to be in the position I'm in, and the fact that that I that I get to help people today, and I and I don't forget that I live in a state of gratitude as often as I can. 
Dude, that's the way to do it, man. I mean, people, oh, you probably have this. When people ask me, so how's your day? I'm living the dream. And a lot of people roll their eyes or they think I drank the the personal development Kool-Aid or the business Kool-Aid. But man, I turned 50 in July. Who gives a fuck? But throughout my life, man, I've seen people die in junior high and high school. The older I get, man, we're alive. We're healthy. We have sound mind. We have sound body. I've, I've got two teenage daughters. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass, but they're fully functioning. They're healthy. They're, you yeah. know, their, their biggest bouts would mo- majority of people would laugh about. And that's the way we should view life, man. I wake up every day and I thank God. I thank the universe. I thank Jesus. I go to bed the same way. The, people beat themselves up. Man, you're human. Let, yeah. let that shit go. You, you had an unproductive day today. Why are you going to be bent and twisted tomorrow? Tomorrow's a right. new day. If I wake up, it's back at zero, man. You, we're, we're both entrepreneurs. It starts at zero, right? Every single yep. day. You, you, Every you day. Can't, you can't go to the bank and go, well, I was successful four months ago. You, right. You they don't give a shit. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't care. I So I actually answer that question just a little bit different when people ask me that i tell them i'm living somebody's dream right because in my mind i'm always aspiring for a little bit different and a little bit larger dream and sometimes the answer to that question might be when i say i'm living somebody's dream right now it might have been me five years ago right five years ago i would have i would have given my left nut to be in the position that I'm in today, right? But today I still have those moments where I bitch and complain about where I'm at because I'm not where I wanna be, right? And that gives me the opportunity to kind of reflect on that and be like, do you know how many people would trade places with you right now? That doesn't mean that I'm done, right? Or that the journey is completed and that I'm not striving for more. But to your point, like I'm always trying to put myself in that in that position to be like, I'm living somebody's dream, right? And yes, I'm living mine too, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Absolutely, I agree. But I try to I try to reflect on that too a little bit to to remember that that five year ago me, that 10 year ago me would have done anything to be sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in today. And we forget that a lot. There's nothing wrong with that. You being unsatisfied, you wanting to be the best version of yourself every single day, nothing static. We're either growing or we're dying. And you choose growth. That, yeah. that, that's, that's a big concept. That What stops a lot of people is, you know, they go to college, whatnot, and then that's it. They're, they're like, I got a, a, a piece of paper I paid for. Yeah. I'm not going to grow anymore. I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to read. That's it. And, and, and that's the, the that's the dumbest way of thinking because I I I I was like that. That's why I can relate a hundred percent until I woke up and I realized, no, man, everything that I've been doing has been pushing me away from the person that I've always wanted to be. Yep. Yeah, 100%. And the person that you were supposed to be, right? Uh, yeah, for sure, dude. It, it, isn't that regret? I mean, people laugh. And the, the, I think 
we all have this false sense that we're going to be like George Burns and live to 100 or Betty White and be like one week right. from 100. Man, life's not guaranteed. So why the hell yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow? Like, you know, they all feel like they're Annie saying tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow's not right. nice, man. And, and right. then what happens anyways, if you keep on saying tomorrow, one day you are going to be too old to be able to to live the life on your term, to be the version of who you were supposed to be. And that's when regret hits and we can't turn back time. There's, there's no pill to give us youth again. And then you're, you're hating on life and you're going to be like stressed out, all bent twisted with all this regret. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't argue with any of that. Right. I mean, um, again, the, the, the reason that I think that we're here is to help. And, and, and the days that you can be in service with others are the days that you're going to, that you're going to have those amazing days when you sit down and you're like, today was a great fucking day. Oh, dude, that, that's why it might sound hokey, but man, when, when I read your stuff and they're like, we want, we want you to be on my podcast. I was like, shit. Yeah. I could tell you're in service right off the bat, man. I can tell you have empathy towards people. I can tell you don't look at people like, yeah, I might help that guy out if you can help me out or right. how much can he pay me? And then I can possibly talk to him. And so many people chase that shit. So many people chase the money. So many people think that that's going to create happiness, not realizing, hey, man, the reason why you suck, the reason why you fucking hate yourself is because you're unhappy. Yeah. The, and like you said, the money will always come. But and, and, and you, you, you brought up the word twice now, and I, I kind of want to jump on it a little bit because it's, it's something that I, I speak about a lot um, in, my, in my most recent keynote that I did was empathy. Um, it's one of the pillars of uh, what I coin as the team method, um, uh, how to create a cult-like following inside of your company and with your employees. And empathy is one of those things that a lot of people don't actually understand what empathy is. And they think that it's synonymous with sympathy, right? I, I think there's just a lot of humans in the world that just don't ever really take the time to understand what empathy is. And empathy is, is, is taking the time to understand somebody else's point of view, right? It doesn't mean that I have to agree with your point of view, but it means that I do want to understand your point of view and where you're coming from. I think it's one of the largest reasons of division and conflict that we have in this country today is because people don't fucking understand what empathy is and they don't know how to use it and to show it, right? I have a ton of people within my organization and even friends that I do not agree with their political alignments, some of their belief systems. I mean, just for an example, what, what, what was the biggest for three years the biggest point of contention in the country was how COVID was being dealt with, right? And I have very strong opinions. I have very strong opinions on certain things and how certain certain things were handled. And I know other people on the flip side of that that also have very strong opinions, right? I might think that they're batshit fucking crazy because of their belief system that they have. However, I do actually enjoy until they become stupid. It, I do enjoy sitting down and saying, can you explain to me why you believe what you believe? And eight times out of 10, I used to say nine, but I think it's more like eight. 
But eight times out of 10, those people might be misguided. I might believe that they're misguided, but eight times out of 10, they're probably coming from a good place, right? They're, they're, they, they, they truly believe that what they believe is going to help people. Again, eight out of 10. And if, you, if you're able to wrap your mind around that, it opens up such a dialogue to be able to have these conversations with people and to be able to connect. Because at the end of the day, what are, what are we doing on this planet? The purpose of why we're here, not only to help it, is to connect with other people. You cannot connect with other people if the only thing that you do is point fingers and say, you're fucking wrong. And here's why I'm right. There is no ability at that point to be able to have any type of human connection with anybody at all. And so it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. I appreciate the fact that you brought it up twice now, brought that word up, because I think that empathy is so lacking in society today that if, if we got a little bit more intentional about showing empathy, that we could solve so many of the problems and the division in this country that we have. People don't understand it because they have this misconception. I'm right. They're wrong. End of story. They don't understand. One, to be a leader, to sell, you have to understand the other person's world. You have to connect. And it's funny. You, you see it all the time in social media. People like knocking. Okay, that religion's wrong. I'm right. Congratulations. I, I know yeah. you have all the answers. And it's funny because like... I, I, I've the, the one thing that I learned from going to college was the geography class, understanding other people, understanding their religion, understanding their customs, because overall you want to connect. Trust me, we're aligned with every, everything that they did for Corona, COVID, whatever they want to call it. I knew plenty of people like that on both sides. And yes, you have to sit down. You have to understand their world. If you shut them down, you have you're, you're like I'm right. It doesn't matter if you're selling cancer. It doesn't matter if you have the cure for that sale to to cure cancer. It doesn't matter if you have the 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 what is it? the fountain of fountain of youth. It doesn't youth, matter yeah. because they're completely closed off. And it's funny because, you know, on social media, if I wish somebody happy, whatever, whatever holiday, because mm-hmm. I, I, I know everybody's customs, religions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I didn't know, but, but you're not Jewish. I'm like, yeah, correct. But you know, it does. How hard is it just to say like, you know, happy Passover or whatnot? Right. Don't don't send me a message. Oh, but or, what, you're Jewish? No, I'm not. But there's right, right. people out there that I, I want to sell to that are right. <laughs> well, and at the end of the at the end of the day, I think what you have to self reflect on is is your goal in life to find solutions to issues and problems, or is your purpose to be right? And if you right to be right is what people are, are that's looking. right, correct. But that's horrible. 
<laughs> and people need to change people need to change their fucking mindset right like that that that's the point right like we're trying to get to a common solution i mean it's the it's the conversation that i have like literally with my wife all the time right it's like honey i love you but like are we trying to come to a solution or do you just have to be right because if your only thing that you need is that you're right that's how you're right right or do we want to be able to walk away from this conversation with an actual solution to our problem, whether it's dealing with our kid or it's dealing with a business thing or it's dealing with whatever, you know? And 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 it's something I, I mean, I literally have this conversation every day with employees as well, because employees will bicker, right? you know? I mean, you know that they'll bicker all the time. Well, not all the time, but they bicker. And it's like, we need to remember that most people are coming from a good place. Let's make sure that we're taking the time to figure out what a solution is because you just being right or feeling like you're right is not actually a solution. So I'm in the solutions game, right? I'm in the solving problems world. That's my job, right? It's not in the being right game. Good for me if I am, but that's not, that doesn't solve anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm super passionate about that. Well, and, and just on a logist, like logic, we're speaking logic, which mm-hmm. a lot of people, when it comes to common sense, they throw out. out yeah. The- out there i mean we're all raised differently man look how big this country is how how can you compare somebody that grew up in la to to somebody that grew up in paducah kentucky right right you can't but people think they can exactly (laughs) it's like they're right i'm wrong it's like i'm right they're wrong no there is no it's just different yeah, it's just, we're all nobody has the right answer. We're just all different, man. And you have to understand, you're right. So the and people and it's been written everywhere. If the way you get paid is based on the the problems you solve, well, let's mm-hmm. start solving big problems, man. Let let's let's not try to solve what what religion's the right one. But it's in, it's inconsequential, man. <laughs> yeah, but there's been a lot of wars fought over that, and nobody really Dude, from the history, from, from like the beginning of time, man. Yeah, like yeah, I don't think we're, I don't think we're gonna get it now. So. No, man, but but it's like, dude, calm down. I, I see people like posting like like fifteen, twenty times passionately about their church, about their religion, and why all the others suck. And it's like, man, okay, you're, you're turning people off. But if you have this passion towards helping other people if you have this passion towards promoting yourself and telling us what problem you can solve think about how much greater not not only your life but how greater everybody's life if we lived off a win-win instead of a i win you lose mentality absolutely that's the only way to do life and to do business and when you figure that out, you'll do really, really well in both of them. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it, but it's just been, we're getting at a point where everything is so polarizing, man. We're, we're about the same age. We're, we're, uh, do you remember a time that when we're, we were young that nobody gave a fuck who you voted for or why you voted for? I, no. To this day, people, Ask me about my, it's like why do you care about my political views, man? I'm not I'm not running for an ambassadorship. I'm not right. running for Congress. 
It's inconsequential. Do you want to know mine? No, man, I could care less because that's right. how I was raised. <laughs> it's an it's be, it's become it's become people's identities. Oh, completely. Right? People have yeah. lost 20, 30 years of friendship with somebody based on the, they voted a different way. It's like, are you for real? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and that, that is a really sad, that is a sad state. Um, I really hope that in the next I, I fuck it won't happen in the next election. But like I, I really hope in the next in the next 10 to 20 years, something happens to to shift that mindset, right? Because you know, it was talked about, and I know that Trump's stealing it, and I don't really like that, but you know, there there was the whole theory, you know, the whole when the whole silent majority, right? The whole silent majority thing, and it was it was quiet, stay-at-home, you know, uh families, you know, middle class families, blah, 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 back when Nixon was running. And I personally think that the real silent majority in this country are the people that live in the middle of the spectrum. There are the people that do not, that do not live in the fucking fringes. They don't live in the fucking wings. They cannot stand the rhetoric coming from this side and they cannot stand the rhetoric coming from this side either. Right. But they don't want to be labeled either way. And so they just stay really, really, really fucking quiet. Oh, that's, right? that's the majority of people, man. It it absolutely is. And I think that's the real silent majority, right? The silent majority is not Democrat liberal supporters, and they're not hardcore right Trump, anybody on the right supporters. They're people who live in the middle. They take care of their families. They, you know what I mean? Like they do, they get up every day, they go to work. That is a silent majority um, in this country that lives right in the fucking middle but we haven't been given a leader to be able to follow that lives in that world too, because they're afraid they don't have a base, but I think they do. It, hands down. I think if somebody ran independent, that was sane, that, that, that believed like the majority of people down the middle would hands down win the election because I know for a fact when I talk to people, when, when we have normal conversations, you know, we're, we're not extreme right wing or the extreme left. But but that's why all these elections, people are like, holy shit, these are our, our candidates is because, you know, when you have, you know, been pandering to like, you know, super one way or super the other. That, that's what brings it about. And it's like, no, man. Overall, and you can't do it because of the money. You can't do it because of the money. There's not enough money in an independent platform to be able to fight and to get enough exposure. And until that changes, until there's some real campaign campaign finance reform, um, that, that will never happen, right? That's the other sad state is that that can't happen until that happens. Because there's too many. If you got rid of all the fucking super PACs and the PACs and where all the fucking bullshit money's floating in from everywhere, um, that is the only way that we can live in that world. The the best part about it, though, is the, the major corporations donate to both sides because yeah. they're the ones running. They it's It's just wrestling. The people that are the organizations, the, the companies that are running things just want all this white noise. They they want the the extreme left, the extreme right. Mm-hmm. They want people to 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 go protest. They want people, you know, it bleeds. They know how to capitalize on it. Of course. Right? You make money <laughs> off of misery. 
you figure out how to capitalize on misery. I own a fucking roofing company. I capitalize on hailstorms and windstorms and hurricanes, right? Like I need bad shit to happen so that I can make money, right? I don't wish for people to get hurt, but when I woke up this morning and found out there was a little hailstorm just south of Houston, because I live in Houston now, I was like, Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm calling my hey, you, you, you love, you love the, the rainy season, man. Uh, <laughs> I, it, yeah, I'm, yeah, I love the hail season. <laughs> but you see, overall, you have to have empathy to me because we none of us can walk on water. There's only one guy. He, he's, he's not here right now that I've walked on water. We all have bad days, man. You can't just, and yes, there's a difference. Sympathy is what people want. Sympathy is people looking for the cyber hugs, the people that post, oh my gosh, my relationship status is confusing or I'm going Mm. through this, I'm going through that. That's sympathy. That's what people don't understand. That's sympathy. Empathy is understanding other people go through shit understanding we all are just made a little different but overall and, and it's not just in this country all over the world yeah people are wired the same they they, they want best thing <laughs> best thing i ever did was hire a marketing director so i could stop fucking reading facebook because it would make me so goddamn angry to all the shit that you're talking about and all those i'm so sad today that's it who fucking cares? Um, like I, I would, I would get so, oh, I get so annoyed at that shit. And I'll tell you what. Ever since hiring my marketing director, and she does the production of my show as well, and everything, and she's able to make all of my stuff, and you know, like get all of my stuff out there and everything, and so I don't have to go on because you get caught in that loop, right? Like, oh, you're dude, just completely. Post, you're just trying to post your shit, and then all of a sudden you're like, you get caught up in all this yeah. other bullshit going on. Best thing I ever did. Like, I bet I'm on Facebook and Instagram 20% to what I was a year ago, uh, ever since I brought her on. So if you have the means to get a marketing director, if you have to post shit, I recommend doing that. (laughs) Oh, completely. Because, man, it's so addicting. But then both on a good way. And and then Facebook and social media is amazing because it helps us market being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. It's a tool. But a lot of times it can suck you in. It can suck you into drama. And people love the toxicity. People love the drama. I remember after I got divorced, I never posted anything about it. And then when people found out, they were all bent and twisted. And like, why didn't you post it about it on social? I'm like, well, I that that's not what I use. So that's not the right to social media. You know, right. It, was it supposed to save my marriage? Was it supposed to get me a hundred hearts? It was supposed to get you attention. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> what they want. That's what those people, yeah, they just need attention because it makes them feel good for a split second, right? Well, and then all the pain is right back. Well, Eric, this is what misery loves company. And, and, and here when you see somebody like that, it, 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 it makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. But this is, the Netflix. The reason why all these recycled, but now we we have to know about the Branch Dravidians and David Koresh. Before that was every serial killer. It's to make it make us feel a little bit better. Yeah, we suck, but man, we don't suck Not as like bad, that, right? 
that's why that's why people are addicted to that dude yeah that's no shit that's no shit yeah absolutely is there anything that we haven't known about any of these serial killers the Dahmers, the Bundys, now David Koresh. There's nothing new, man. But everybody has to watch it because it makes yourself feel better. Because no matter yeah. how mediocre, no matter how shitty you feel inside, it makes you feel a little bit better about your circumstances. I do remember. I, I, I do remember. I caught up on a couple of those though, just out of curiosity, and it made me realize how much I forgot from that time. Right. Like uh-huh. I remember watching, like, I remember watching the, uh, this was a few years back. I remember they did the OJ special, like uh-huh. going back on when the whole OJ thing was going on. And I can like literally remember I was younger. I was, uh, I'm 43. So like, I was like 12, something like that, maybe when the whole OJ thing. But I remember sitting in my kitchen and like looking up at the tiny little TV that was sitting on the fucking refrigerator and watching the whole thing take place. Right. And then I and then I remember however many years ago, three, four years ago, when they ran that big special and I watched it, I was like, I I forgot about that. It's it's amazing to realize how much shit you forget over time. Right. And even with things that were like ingrained in your in your mind, right? Like, I mean, for for an example, you know, for those of us that were alive, you know, when 9-11 happened, right? And and you go back and you watch. Uh, some of those and you're like oh my god like because it brings you back to to that emotional place that you were at during that time what brings you back to that age for you Mm -hmm. it it was a 12 year old me watching oj it reminds me of i was in college uh the nba finals was going on the nhl uh, the finals or wow you really remember it yeah dude they they broke away to to show the freaking Bronco scene, man. And wow, it was like, you really remember it. That's dude, hilarious. It the, yeah. I was at a sushi bar with the chick, and and you know, it, it was like the stupidest thing. Is like you know, they're they're all he's driving. It's like fifty miles an hour. You know, That's all the crazy. cops are behind him, and 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 oh, I, dude, I I remember the trial this century. I I, I remember. Um, I, I remember goofy stuff. I, I remember Casey Anthony. Everybody was watching her. Yeah, uh, I was married with, with my wife, my ex-wife, and we were in Vegas. And everybody's glued uh, for some crazy reason. Every in Vegas, out of all places, and I run screaming down. I'm like, she's going to be found not guilty because you don't you don't arrest in prison hot chicks. <laughs> and that's, like, a, that's a fact. Was she the broad that it was she the broad that drowned the kid or whatever? No, no, no. She she was accused by the state of Florida of drowning her kid in line. And yeah. Sorry, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. her. The, the okay, one that, but that was her right after and the she kid. got and she got away and she got away with it. Or I'm sorry, she, 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 was, walked she was found out, innocent. Innocent of everything. She got she walked out. And you know, everybody, oh it's like, but I was I was right. You you don't put a good looking chick like that. You don't find no, you her don't. guilty. And, no. and you know, people hate, hate. And the, the, the one thing is life isn't fair. Life isn't just, and I'm sorry that that's, that's just a fact. You know, if it was fair, she would have been found, she would have been rotting in prison. But I, right. I knew just based on, on that, you know, Women, good-looking people can sell better. Unfortunately, if, you, if, you, you you never see the good-looking teacher get convicted of sleeping with the student. It's, dude, <laughs> it's, 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 when when it's a dude teacher, 
everybody wants a fucking right. like right. like waterboard the guy and, and they should and they should just to be clear yes. like they yes. should yeah, yeah. yeah we're not saying they shouldn't but yes but no but when that, it's a hot chick they're like man where they're like I, I get it where were they when i was 17 like yeah that that and <laughs> and they're like oh man what an asshole kid the narc on this right side. yeah who narked fucking ass yeah yeah but if, but if that but if that teacher was a little bit unattractive oh uh, they, they, and, they, and they get convicted they they convict those chicks the the mm-hmm. fat homely chick they're yep. like oh man she's a rapist <laughs> she's right. a pedophile and she right. goes yeah. to prison but, but just yeah. to be clear, just to be clear again, they all are, but <laughs> yes, yes, we're, yes, but it's it's just the fact that the good looking chick will get a suspended sentence, she'll get probation, she'll get house arrest. There's never the hot chick that we're throwing the book, we're, we're making an example out of you, we're giving her 20 years of hard yep. labor. No, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 we'll probably get in trouble for this, but like, I, I never have understood. The seventeen-year-old kid that had the hot teacher problem, like narking on that. Like I would keep that shit to the grave until I was Dude, old I, enough I to talk to somebody tell, about I that. I would never tell my mom, who who was a Karen, and, and now then she. I, I would have never have told my friends because my friends would, would have been jealous. And w- that would have been tough, though. Like trouble. to be to be honest, though, that would have been tough not to brag that one up though to your friends, right? Like, and that's probably where all these guys get caught. Is because I'm they tell sure. the buddy, and the buddy's jealous that he got to bang his hot teacher, and, and he, fucking, told, he, he goes tells to mom, tell somebody. Yeah, the, the mom's a Karen. The mom yeah. tells the other mom, and, yeah. and then yes, that that that's how that's but, what happens. But, but yeah, I never anyway. had a, had that problem because <laughs> no, I didn't all my teachers look like like right. like death. They they were right. either ninety or or they looked like friggin medea some dude right. dressed up in drag not not that there's yes. anything wrong but i'm just saying appearance no no no, no. this is a fun <laughs> controversial episode i'm glad we did it <laughs> but, dude believe it or not that mine mine's unscripted but but th- we're still talking great stuff man we're talking about empathy we're talking about if you want to sell if you want to be a better entrepreneur if you want to move ahead in life you have to be able to connect with people and you can't come from a place of judgment. You can't come from, well, I, I I went to mass. I went to service on Sunday. So that gives me the license to think I'm hot shit and everybody else sucks. Agreed. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, yeah, I, I, I get fired up as you can tell. And, and I, I, I do get, I get fired up about that kind of shit. So it's, it's nice to, it's nice to have a conversation with somebody that's on the same, same level. Oh, dude, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm not, young these days because i'm so unconventional and i'm so un pc and i i walk to my own beat that i i i'm i'm always outspoken i've always been a, that that's when you can tell you're an entrepreneur is because you know i couldn't deal with corporate america right now giving me a book this big on what i can say what i can't do where, where i can sit speak when spoken to and, and what, is, what is what is your, what is your what is your what is your like profession thing well i, I was i was uh i owned franchises for 20 years uh i sold out and right now i'm a business consultant uh business coach uh sometimes i would say i'm an investor but the stock market for the past few years uh just been killing me uh were you were you a bitcoin guy 
I, I wasn't until I, I listened to the masses, which is always what, what, what our our friend from Omaha would say, never follow the masses, Warren Buffett. I, right. I was seduced into believing everybody because everybody was buying the Shiba and everybody was buying the Bitcoin and, yeah. and all that shit you can wipe your ass with. And yeah. it was going to go to 100,000, right? Everybody, everybody. Yeah. We were all going to live in utopia with unicorns. Mm -hmm. Where everybody's a hot chick, everybody puts out on the first date, yeah. everybody's everybody has washboard abs, everybody drives a Lambo. It, it's just yeah. utopia. It, yeah. That's I, that, I that's, believe in. I believe in investing. The only thing that I invest in is myself and real estate. Both hands down, the best yep. investments. One yep. one is physical that you can touch and that you yep. can write off. Because even with stocks, man, any Uncle Sam is there all like happy and giddy, collecting 40% of a of a profit in tax yep. or 20, 20% if I hold hold for over a year. Well, but, it's a fucking game. And if you're not part of the game, if you're oh, not part dude, of yeah, what's man, going dude. on, stay the fuck out of it. it. Exactly. So, you know, real estate is the number one thing that has, has made the most well. Two, it's yeah. tangible. Three, the write-offs uh, are, yeah. are insane. It, it's it's crazy. And also, you said it best. The number one thing that people never invest in is in themselves through yep. programs, through through better make cr creating a better you should be everybody's number one thing. And find out, hey, how can I make an investment investment myself? Instead, people are like. 30 bucks for that fucking book. That's too expensive. But, the, right. but the, they'll go to the Nobu. They'll, they'll go to the SDK Steakhouse. They, they won't mind spending 200, 300 bucks for dinner. They, that's winning. But, you know, when it comes to betterment, it's like, oh, man, how much? Or, for or they'll read that book or they'll hire that coach and then they won't do fuck all with what they learned. Oh, that that that's the attempt. That's the junkie. That's the guy yes. that that's a dopamine addict. That's yeah, the guy that walk on five books a year. Yeah. And brag about it. That, yep. that, you know, it's like, yeah, but maybe if you just read the same book over and over and you just Im implemented it because they, people always ask me what books work. I'm like, none of them. You fucking do the work. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's some amazing books out there, but if you don't take the lessons that you actually learn from them and implement them, then why even take the time to read the fucking book? Go do something else. Well, dude, I, I know a guy who, shit, try, try to blame my book because he never did anything. But he reads about like 40 business and self-development books. We'll post about it. We'll post a pic of him with a highlighter or him with his notes with the book, but implements absolutely nothing. How do you have time? I don't know. I don't know how these people, but these people will also go all over the all over the country to go to every single seminar. And it's like, well, have you implemented anything? You can right. you can go to one seminar that'll change your life like that. You know, but but if I go to all the B2B, if I go to RoofCon, if I if I listen. I, I listen to the keynote speaker. I, I listen to Jordan Belfort. They bring in Jordan Belfort 
Or I, I I listen to Bill Walsh, not the Bill Walsh that's dead, guys, not the 49ers coach. There's a personal development coach named Bill Walsh. And I'm like, there, I'm 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 pounding fists, I'm shaking hands, I'm feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm winning. I post that I'm there, but I don't implement anything. You just wasted your fucking time. You wasted your money, man. And I, yeah. I tell people all the time, they're like, what book? What what book would you recommend? I'm like, don't don't read any of these books, man. Read the fiction because yeah, you can read these great books. But if, if all you're going to use these books for, I love the quoters, the people that that will quote them like a fucking parrot. They'll post it to congratulations. You know Zig Ziglar quotes. You know Jim Rohn, right? But have you implemented any of them? Oh shit, that's what they're there for. <laughs> absolutely no you're 100 correct can't but, disagree but but they're looking for significance because hey man i i know anthony robbins quotes i know grant cardone's quotes i know this I, okay so what man like i i i can train i i can have a seven-year-old memorize these quotes and it'll mean the same thing because you know his he just memorized it did it change your life you know, any book, it's like any diet works, but you have to implement it and you have to do this shit on a consistent basis. Yeah. It's like, does AA work? Does NA work? You you better show up and you better fucking put in. If you, you do the work. You have to do the if work, you, man. You got to do the work, right? I, I remember when I, I, I lost a bunch of weight um, back in 2012, um, I, I had a bit of a transformation. I was... Uh, I was 310 pounds, um, bloated. That was right when I got sober. When did I get sober? I got sober in 2009, 2010. I was still a big fat pile of shit in about 2012. <laughs> um, and I remember uh, I was with my wife and we went to Chicago to see uh, Louis C.K. perform in Chicago. And the night before <clears throat> we left, we went down to that Giordano's Pizza. And I overate like I always do and like just, you know, whatever. And the next day we got on the plane and I remember walking down the ramp to get on the plane and I was winded. I was fucking winded going to the plane getting to sit down in my seat. And I was like, fuck, man, something needs to change. Right. And I literally downloaded the Atkins book because back then that was when Atkins was huge. Right. And I downloaded the Atkins book and I read the whole, almost read the whole thing on the flight back to Omaha and I implemented it and I actually started doing it. Like I started doing it like during Thanksgiving, right? Like during the hardest time, like holidays, you know, all the shit. Right. And I implemented it. And over the course of the next year, I lost about a hundred pounds and was able to keep it off. And I ended up having some surgeries because I had a bunch of loose skin, blah, 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 blah. That's a whole nother story, but it's, it's to the point of what we're getting at is that you can read all that you want, but if you don't take that information, dissect it, and then make a plan, work it backwards and make your intermediary goals, whether it's weekly, monthly, right? You can set your long-term goal of in a year, I want to do this, but if you don't back it up with incremental things that you're going to do to be able to accomplish it, you're never going to do shit. Right, you have to you have to implement the things that you want to do. Um, that's what you know. That's what this best 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 clip I saw in the last couple of weeks was a dude that came on and said and was defining discipline. 
right? And it was like, you wake up in the morning and it's raining, but you said you're going to go for a run. Fuck you. Go do it. Go do it anyway. That's discipline. I'm tired. I don't want to work out this morning. Fuck you. That's discipline. Amen. Go do it. Right. And, and I, I've, 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 I've lived that way at not every day. Right. But like most points in my life in the last say 10 years, but just seeing that it just was that reminder that like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You have to care. Right. You have to care. If you're going to change something, you have to care if you're going to do something different because you aren't going to do it for me. I have to do it. I have to make a commitment and make that plan and execute it. My, my two words are execution and intentional. You need both. But discipline creates habits and great habits. You see, what happens is, Eric, a lot of people, after they lost weight, the reason why they gain it back is because like, I'm entitled, brother. Right. Let me fucking celebrate losing all this weight. Let me have a yep. major rager. Like, but didn't you just lose all that weight? It's like the person, right. I'm out of debt. Let me go buy, buy something that puts me out of puts me back into debt to celebrate. It, but the people that, that really fail are the ones that have that day, right? They have that day and then they go, Well, fuck it. I had that day. Right. And then they never go back to what they were doing. Right. I mean, I eat clean. I work out six days a week. I do everything that I'm supposed to do. But you know what? I have days where I go, I'm going to fucking eat pizza and have ice cream with my daughter. And I'm not going to fucking do shit today. Right. But you know, but you know what I don't do? I don't carry that into the next day mm-hmm. and say, well, fuck it. I did it yesterday. So might as well do it today. And then do the same thing the next day and the next day. And then all of a sudden a year goes by and I'm a fat piece of shit again. That, that, but that's how people people do it. Right. People yep. don't understand when they wake up, it's a new fucking day. Don't yep. relive yesterday. Don't say, oh, it's too difficult. No, it's just it, it it's just a step back. If you had one or two bad days, you had a bad weekend, end it. End it Monday, Tuesday. I don't care. End it and start fresh. Don't be yep. like, oh, well, this is too hard. The limiting belief, that little bitch voice that's inside people's head, go, oh man, you know what? It shows I can't do it. It's like you lost 70 pounds. You gained possibly two pounds from the weekend. Who gives a fuck? Get up and keep and move forward. Don't let don't let the day before define who you are today. Exactly. Eric, you've got so much to promote. You have an amazing podcast. I love the name. I, I, I had to say the full name. You know, thank you. Because I'm blunt like that. I, I, I don't sugarcoat. People that sugarcoat is when people that, that love to lie themselves. If you're a fat piece of shit, say, I'm, I'm fat. I need a fucking change. Right. I, I'm big boned or uh, I might be, I, I might have a drinking problem. No, when you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up and go, hey, I need to fucking get up. This shit is real. And th- and that's that's how I define myself. So talk to me, promote promote your your podcast, promote everything because you have plenty to promote, and you're on a mission of being in service of helping others. Thanks, man. I, I mean, the, the main things that I that I like to promote when I when I get the opportunity to come on shows like this is is one, our nonprofit is Roofers in Recovery. 
Um, that is our nonprofit where we raise money throughout the year for people in my industry, in the roofing industry. The roofing industry is why I'm allowed to have the life that I'm able to have um, because I'm able to generate revenue and, and, and generate business in that world. Um, and there's a lot of people in my space specifically that are, there's a stigma, as we all know, attached to addiction and alcoholism. And our industry is full of type A, you know, male dominated uh, industry, right? And people don't want to talk about it. And so we raise money to actually send people to treatment. And so if that's something that you're interested in and want to know more about, please reach out to me. Um, even if you're not in roofing, reach out to me. We can't send people that aren't in the industry to treatment, but we still help those people. We connect them into communities. We connect them with people that that can help them, right? So that's something, or if you just want to donate, right? Like we need money to be able to help those people. So Roofers in Recovery, roofersinrecovery.org uh, or roofersinrecovery.com. Um, super passionate about that. Podcast, thank you for allowing me to promote a podcast on a podcast, um, but be authentic or get the fuck out. I started this podcast a couple of years ago. Uh, we've gained a lot of traction and the the intention behind it was to tell stories of people that have come from shit and have become the people that they were supposed to be kind of like we're talking about a little bit today and and truly living their authentic life and not pretending to be somebody else not pretending to be Ed Milet, not pretending to be Gary Vee, not pretending to be somebody else, figuring out who you are and then owning that shit. Um, and then the other, the other part of that is just the kind of funny story. The way that it actually came about was I was on somebody's show a few years ago. And after the show was over, they thanked me in the green room. And I was like, thank you for what? Like, I wasn't that fucking good. And they're like, no, no, no. They're like, I wanted to thank you for being the same dude on camera as you are off camera. And I said, is that not a thing? And they're like, nah, man. They're like, that's not a thing. Like nobody fucking does that, right? And I was like, wow. And I had this little light bulb go off. And I was like, that needs to be highlighted. And I need to have people out there showing these authentic humans and who they are so that other people can be inspired to be the authentic human that they are and that they don't have to pretend to be something that they're not. And so that's the real story behind behind our show. Um, and you know what? And it's funny. And we curse. And we have a good time and everything else. Um, but there, I, I get more fulfillment from being able to have these interactions like this uh, with pe people maybe that I didn't know, right? I didn't know you, right, before. And we got to just sit down and have an hour honest conversation with each other. We learned a lot about each other. And hopefully people that are watching and listening are getting to learn some of those same things and they get to walk away and they get to go, hey, I don't have to pretend. I don't have to tell people that I don't have a problem when I really do have a problem. Or I don't have to say that I'm not dealing with something when I'm really dealing with something, right? Or whatever it is in your life, you, get, you can own exactly who you are and you have absolutely no fucking reason to ever be ashamed of that person that you are. because to the point that you brought up in the very beginning, we are different. We are all different humans and we should be excited about that. We should be happy about that. And we and, and the cool part of it is when we get to share it with another human. So those are really the only two things that I really give a fuck about promoting. I don't care about <laughs> my, I don't care about my fucking roofing business. I'll fucking spend marketing dollars on that. All that bullshit is off to the side. 
I care about helping people. And the two ways that I get to do that are in roofers and recovery and with the podcast with be authentic or get the fuck out. Well, the reason why we, we connect and we gel to two strangers is because we are authentic. People, yep. people think people that don't know me think that I'm someone different when I, I'm, I'm the same fucking guy. And like, Oh my gosh. It, right. When, when somebody reads either book and go, oh, that that's actually you. Well, it's because it's fucking me. And, and, right. why, and, the, and the reason why people have a character is because they want to be liked. They, they, they believe that deep down inside, if you're your true authentic self, people won't buy from you. People won't believe in you. Man, you and I and all people that are authentic, we know we're not trying to sell ice cream. We know we can't have 100% approval. Those that don't like us, those that will never use our products or buy from us or listen to our podcast. One my customer. Fuck them. Yeah, it's not my customer. It's not my customer. Exactly. And, 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 and that is something that I'm sure you had to think about when you started this because it was something I had to think about. I was like, you know what? Potential clients are going to see what I'm saying, what I'm doing, and, and how I'm being myself in this public medium, in this public forum, mm-hmm. right? And I had to have, I had to have, I had to sit down and have a momentary conversation with myself of, are you okay with that? Right? I had to stop and think about it. And, and it, it didn't take me very long, but I had to have the conversation so I could have the realization of, yes, I am. Because if somebody watches what I do or how I speak and they judge me because of that in, in some type of negative light, fuck them, then that's fine. Like, then that wasn't the person that I was supposed to work with, right? doesn't mean I'm rude. It just means that I'm me. Exactly. And you know what? People don't buy from you based on what you're selling. They buy from you because they like you. They connect with you. They connect with your story and they connect the reason why you are in roofing, the reason why you have the podcast, the reason why you want to help roofers overcome addiction. Those are the reasons why people buy from you. Not because there's a thousand other of everything in every industry. And there's a thousand Ed Milet. There's no, there's only one Ed Milet. There's only one Anthony Robbins. There's one GC. Be the best version of who you are be your true self, be authentic, and the rest will follow. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All righty, brother. Thank you for your time. Man, I love your show. You're creating positive change. And let's get all those roofers that need help. Let's get everybody. We are human. Shit happens. Forgive yourself, pick yourself up, and let's create a better you. Love you, brother. Love you too. Thanks, man. What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if you did work.